Hey listeners, as a reminder, Ball One Schools here in Edmonton, Alberta, Canada has teamed up with Hockey Helps Kids for the charity You Can Youth Services. This charity allows at-risk youth to go back to school or, if they've reached the age of maturity, help them find full-time employment that allows, that allows for independent economical sustainability. So how can we help? Go to HockeyHelpsKids.com, find number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins, and place your vote for Baldwin Schools. Your vote can be placed every 24 hours until February 19th. Again, go to HockeyHelpsKids.com, scroll, find number 93, Ryan Nugent Hopkins for Baldwin Schools, and vote. Again, voting ends on February 19th. So let's get this. Welcome to What's Your Hustle? My guest this episode is what I would call a crusader, for the individual's right to choose themselves over anything else that does not bring a healthy mindfulness to their lives. This guest and I share the same value of, we are our first priorities. A better me means a positive influence to our families and allows us to give the best of ourselves. So let's get into it. Here's what's your hustle. You are your first love with my guest, Audrey Powell. Audrey. Hey, <laughs> how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Good. It is What's Your Hustle, and it is our February episode. We're starting off the month, and I want to welcome Audrey Powell here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have Audrey on the episode. One of her passions, and it's something that you do talk about and you, you post about a lot because it's very passionate to you, mental health, self-care, self-love, mm-hmm. and in a society where it's getting much more traction and a lot more people are open to talking about it. It is super important. That's why I wanted you on the episode today. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm excited to have you here. We have, <laughs> we were going through this a couple of times and yeah. through email and uh, one of the notes you gave me is like, we might cry. So yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to warn you, I might yeah. cry. <laughs> I'm not good with holding in emotions. That's so I, okay. I might cry, but that's okay if I do. Yeah. Any, so. any realness, any. Thing that we yeah. can capture the better because people can't see us. Yeah, I'll grow along it real fast. Yeah. <laughs> so, listeners, if you hear snot coming on to your ears, don't don't worry. About You're welcome. It. Actually. Yeah, yeah. We gave I've given her like sparkly Kleenex. So yeah. we and I also have a cold, so don't worry about that. Yeah, <laughs> Audrey, what for you does mental health mean, and where does that stem from? It's hard to put into words exactly what it means because I think it's as important as like air what does breathing mean to you it's everything yeah <laughs> it's like it's it's how you go through your life it's what you need it's what you do it's so fundamental to who you are and I think it's such a deeply personal thing like what mental health looks like to me can be completely different from what it looks like to you or Absolutely. what somebody else's definition of it is and for me, it's really, it's, it's recognizing the things that I'm going through or how I'm feeling mm-hmm. and taking steps to own it, talk about it, make changes in life to help support it and just live in a really 
authentic and real way that's not selling myself short in any way or compromising something fundamental about me so that um, somebody else is comfortable. And you talked about this, 2019 had been a year of reflection for you. Yeah. You recently took a trip to Cuba and you said it it was, do I go to therapy to see my therapist or do I take a trip? Yeah. Or do I lose my mind? Or do I check into a sanitarium? I think I said right. that to four people. <laughs> yeah, so what brought you to that point of it's December and I need to get out of here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lots of different things, yeah. actually. And, and I would say 2019 has definitely been a challenging year, but it's it's really just kind of the culmination of a life up to this point, honestly. Like 31 years of not really ever feeling comfortable talking about mental health, not really ever knowing what mental health was, not knowing my worth, not being comfortable saying, here's my worth, (laughs) or like, this situation doesn't serve me. Um, There was, uh, like, I I lost a family member this year. My grandfather Mm -hmm. passed away in the summer, which was sad, and I had a really good relationship with him, so it was kind of like the last grandparent, the last piece of childhood and, like, life before and now it's life after without those ties and attachments to like the person I thought I was. Yeah. So kind of transformational. Um, I've been in therapy for a few years now and like this year finally I feel like I had a big breakthrough with um, recognizing some past trauma that I went through that I was like repressing down really deep and a lot of it, um, the Me Too movement, to give you a sense of kind right. of what okay. area we're looking at and and just realizing how that thing that happened when I was 18 affected every piece of my life. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even realize it, but like relationships that I was getting into, friendships I was having, um, how I was managing stress, how I felt about myself and my body and my image how I felt about my future, the way I let people talk to me. Like, it was just fundamental to, like, wow, this thing happened. And it was super messed up. And because I was trying so hard to run from that, I sacrificed everything else about, like, who I am, like, what makes a person, like, who they are and how they interact and how they move through their life. And it was just like, oh, okay, that's what... I get it. <laughs> it all connects. Like I was trying to manage this thing and now, you know, yeah. I'm, it's like spinning plates is a good analogy. You know, you see that where it's like somebody's spinning all these different plates and they have to keep all these plates spinning. Yeah, of course. And then once it slows down, oh, crap, I have to spin that up faster yeah. or whatever. And just eventually they all fall. Everything yeah. falls. And this person's it's like running around trying to do all this stuff, but it all falls apart until you say, wait a minute, this is messed up. Like, let's fix the problem rather than try to cope and band-aid everything. Yeah, to like, trying to run from it. Yeah. Yeah, looking yeah. for false relationships mm-hmm. because that's what you think you need. Yeah. And I feel like we all go through that. By nature, I think we're all this, I need acceptance. Yeah. And if yeah. we're not whole within ourselves... We're looking for acceptance in the wrong places. Mm-hmm. Realizing like all these plates are spinning and I need to just stop and yeah. collect one at a time, let's say. Yeah. Does that drive your fight for self-care? Yeah. 
Yeah, I would say. So I'm really lucky. I have a really awesome husband. And I met him. We've been together for quite a few years now. And he is the most well-adjusted person that I know. And he's been saying this for (laughs) a few years now. Like, there's too much. Like, you know, let's one thing at a time. Or, like, you need to stand up for yourself. Or these people aren't treating you fairly. Or, um, you know, you're anxious all the time about all these different things. And I didn't see it until... I had that mirror to be like, hey, like, baby, what's going on? (laughs) And then to have the confidence that he helped to instill in me Mm -hmm. to say, okay, I got to do something. Mm -hmm. I didn't realize how bad it was until I had that reflection back. And it really kind of crystallized when my grandfather died because it was like, we're all going to die. Like, we are all going to die one day. And, like, I haven't had a lot of loss like that in my life um I, I'm I, I don't have a relationship with my mom or my sister and not by my choice and that was something that was hard so I had to mourn that but like they're still alive and there's potentially a chance one day that maybe we connect again but with grandpa nope he's gone like yeah. <laughs> that's it, it can and especially because you guys are so close so close like yeah. not just as kids but like or when I was a kid but when I was in my early 20s like we hung out once a week we'd hang out for an entire day and like do stuff together and like talk about our lives and everything and like it was amazing and it was just like he's gone now why you we could die tomorrow why am I (laughs) why am I doing this to myself yeah it can be over so quickly and like I mean god willing it's not but what if it is we have no idea why don't we just take our own path yeah in our own hands yeah say the things we want to say do the things we want to do yeah because you're right it could be over yeah. and then what was your life what were you doing yeah for yeah. <laughs> yeah and it was like too it's just like okay well mental health is health it is health 100 percent. and I love that I feel like the conversation in society is starting to shift now and there's a real acceptance of that and awareness of that and promotion of that and it was just like if I was sick if I was like bleeding from my leg I would probably go to the doctor you're like, hey, this is messed up. Can I have some help? And it just was like the connection became so clear. It's like I'm having this level of pain and struggle and stress mentally. Why not start to treat it like I would treat absolutely like if somebody had cancer and they want to treat their cancer or chronic illness yeah. or an injury, anything. Yeah, yeah, braces for your teeth. Like yeah. it's all it, mental health is health, and yeah. it's just like. This stuff happened, and it was like, oh, duh. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do this. For those unfamiliar with what a toxic environment may look like, in your opinion, what does a toxic environment look like? It can look so many different ways. And again, I think it's something that you need to determine for yourself because what toxic looks like to me or feels like to me can be completely different from the next person in in a really authentic way. Um, But I think the best way to consider it is is how do you feel when you're in it Mm -hmm. do you need to sacrifice values that you hold dear and near to your heart things that you believe and you build the foundation of your life on in order to fit in or does that environment make you feel really bad like do you come away from it every time and just feel so down on yourself like whether it's a friendship or a relationship You know, like, do you feel more good or do you feel bad at the end of it? And 
I really think the best way to consider is it toxic or not is like how you feel coming away and like imagine if it were your friend Mm -hmm. in that environment or like imagine a, a different version of yourself like in that space like sometimes what I'll do is like if I, if I was a kid like young Audrey if 12 year old Audrey was in that environment would I be like this is nuts like no this is no good or it's fine right yeah. so it's just really being aware of how it makes you feel and what the cost is to you mm-hmm. to participate in it or if you have to change everything about yourself to fit in with it yeah or if you're sacrificing things that you really like you base your life on in order to be in there that's that's toxic the issue with that sometimes which leads into the next thing is we become complacent Mm -hmm. in those environments because Mm -hmm. the mental health aspect of don't talk about it yeah for you is that that feeling that you get sometimes if you find yourself complacent in those environments? I think that complacency is the second last stop on that path of how you feel in a toxic environment. If that makes any sense, it's like you're in it, right? You start a maybe a, a new job somewhere, a new relationship, and you're like, I really, you know, feel good about this. It's gonna be so great. I'm so excited, and you get into it, and like your first day or your first date. And you're like, I don't know, that, just, that doesn't feel good. Right. Like, okay, that, that was kind of strange, but it's okay because it's like the first day, whatever, right? Yeah. So you're like making... You make the excuse. Exactly. You begin exactly. to make the excuse without even realizing yeah. it. Yeah. And then that goes on. Yeah. And it goes on. And then you're like, man, I, you just, you start to feel gross, maybe, icky, yeah. uncomfortable, like just not good and you have to change things about yourself and I know for myself like I would always internalize it and think okay like it's me it's not the environment or the person or whatever it's me it's I'm too soft or I'm I'm too I care too much or I'm putting too much of myself into this and it's like nope and you keep going through it and you keep going breaking a little bit more every day or sacrificing a little bit more of yourself or selling a little bit more of your soul I think until you get to a point where you're like, I have nothing left to give. Yeah. I'm complete. Whatever. I don't care anymore. And especially in those environments, um, what I'm told is that complacency in a toxic environment has it taken on you personally or some of your relationships? Nearly everything. Yeah. Nearly everything. And I mean, I've lived a little life at this point. <laughs> you know, I'm 32. I've, I'm married. Like, I've been through tough relationships, like romantic relationships, yeah. tough friendships. I've like essentially been dumped by my mom, <laughs> like my close family yeah. and, and dealt with that and been through a couple different work environments that I've been tested in in a few different ways. And it just, when something challenges you so much that you get to the point that you don't care, that not caring spreads to everything in your life, whether it's your other aspects of health. Like when I get stressed out, I love to eat. So I'm going to eat some muffins. I'm going to eat a cookie. Like I'm not going to work out. I don't want to be active. Like I see that on myself. It spreads into other relationships, like having random 
stupid fights with like the people that I love yeah. in my life and, and like just being moody and sour all and the time mean. And, and mean and yeah like, not who I am like I think I'm a pretty kind person you, but you're like, awesome well you're a doll <laughs> no you are <laughs> wasn't fishing for it I no. appreciate that but <laughs> Hey, like, <laughs> man, we share a love of Beyonce. We cannot afford... We're pretty awesome. Yeah, Let's we cannot afford to be, like, yeah. mean people for sharing know, a love of right? Beyonce. I know, obviously. <laughs> Our Lord, Savior, Mother, yeah. whom we all love and bow to. But, uh, like, when I'm stressed out and I get to a point of not caring, I just, I don't care. I say mean things. I do things that yeah. don't share that I care. And I hate that. That's not me. That's not who I am. Yeah. But you just get so drained it's like the analogy you can't pour from an empty cup yeah and when that cup is empty you're you're throwing it at people you just ah <laughs> there's nothing in my cup there's, there's nothing. literally nothing, nothing in my cup nothing no. to give so like i'm sorry but i like i love you but i can't i can't care about that right now because i just like i have nothing yeah <laughs> i don't care about myself like um, i don't care about that when you're in a toxic environment it's there's nothing left and there's nothing, nothing. it's it's amazing like it's amazing to see the the differences because yeah. I was in a toxic environment mm-hmm. and when you're young and you start there you think everything is great like yeah. any relationship as yeah. well you think everything is great and then next thing you know it's 10 years down the road let's say and yeah. it's oh I'm still it's still carrying on yeah and you begin to question your worth you're right you're you you begin to question well how can how can another place take me if it's yeah. going to be the same thing? Yeah. Right? You, it's that same old analogy. Don't judge your future person by your ex person. But you do. You do. You, you can't help it. It's human yeah. nature. And you do. Yeah. And it's just amazing to me because I was able to get out of a toxic environment. Yeah. That to see the differences. It's so crazy. It's so I found myself being more open and you ask yourself more and more what kind of person you want to be mm-hmm. and if people don't like take the time to either go see a therapist or realize yeah. that you need to have your minute and like shut yeah. off all the lights have a good cry and take that minute for yourself or talk to someone or talk to your friends like if you don't take that it just gets so consumed it is it's it it it, it is like a cancer it spreads to every part of your life yeah and everything about who you are and what you think of yourself and, and it goes forward it doesn't just go back it no. goes forward, forward. You carry it with you as yeah. long as as long as you let it be carried and it's just it's crazy how it disinfects everything yeah it does it really does <laughs> We're here to tell you, you can change it. <laughs> Absolutely, you can change it. I can do it, you oh, can do it. Anyone. When was your aha moment that of all this negativity and selfishness, let's say, was affecting your well-being? There have been a few aha moments. Um, one of them being this summer. Um, just realizing how not having dealt with some stuff in my past was affecting my present. And... and affecting the kinds of relationships and interactions I was having and the, the way I was letting myself be treated mm-hmm. by by certain people. Um, I've had it in the past where it was just like something huge is happening and and it's just, it, this is insane that this isn't matching like my, just a bit of background, my 
my mom and my sister um, used to be very close. They were like my two my two people before I met my husband. They were my my mom, your mom, right? Like yeah. having a relationship with your mom and your sister, right? And my sister had some pretty significant health challenges with um, needing to have a double lung transplant. Mm. And this was all unfolding when she was like 22. I think she was 23 when yeah. the surgery happened. But, but we were young, yeah, right? And we're I was, young. And it's scary. The scariest yeah. thing. It's like, scary when you're old. Imagine when you're young. When you're young. And you think like, you have your whole life yeah, ahead of you. Yeah. Yeah. And my mom and I had had some words before then because neither of us was really dealing with the stress of this looming surgery, which is just about the most invasive kind of surgery Absolutely. you can have. And we had exchanged a few words about a few different things. And by a few words, I mean choice swear, your very best swear words that yes. you can imagine. And it was a very heated conversation. And it was like, okay, just we left it. And we don't talk about feelings in my family. Mm-hmm. Feelings don't get talked about. Oh, no. It's boomer culture. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a thing. It's not a thing. And, um, so this happened like a week before her surgery. And we, we didn't know when the surgery was going to happen. It could happen at any time. So then we get the call. Okay, it's go time. We have lungs for your sister. Like, we, we're doing this now. And it's like, okay, we're doing this. So we go and she goes into the surgery and we're at the hospital. And I remember trying to talk to my mom and be like, hey, like, can we just solve this now with us so yeah. that we can let it go and focus on like Candace and getting yeah. better and like our own stuff like there's so much there's more to life than bigger this grudge things. yeah there are bigger things yeah so let's like we're in we're, we got time to kill she's gonna be in surgery for like 12 more hours like what's up let's talk and she just refused to talk to me and I was mm. like okay cool like I didn't see it before but this refusal to participate this is a massive aha moment like if I'm saying if I'm being vulnerable and saying hey like let's fix this. Here's what I need or here's what I think could help. And it's just met with like a brick wall. Like that is okay. Fine. All right. I can't do anything else. Like I'll leave you to it. It's the, you can't help someone unless they want to. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You you can't force someone to meet you halfway. And it was like, that is a massive aha moment. And then Mm -hmm. I mean, things evolved from that point, but um, and especially yeah. with your mother, you know, like with someone mom, that yeah. literal your day one mm-hmm. that you want covering your back mm-hmm. and can imagine. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. something. Yeah, that's, that was probably hard. the yeah. biggest aha moment. Like, wow, I, you know, to have a relationship with someone like that, like a familial, like mom, mm-hmm. dad, brother, sister, whatever it is. Maybe it's a biological fact, but it's not a birthright. Yeah. And it's not, you know, oh, you're my mom, so you can get away with talking to me like this yeah. and making me feel like that way. Yeah. Like, and, and not try to meet me and, like, let's fix it. No. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Absolutely. You know, aha, watershed moment. All right. Like, if, if I can go through this with her, yeah. like, I won't let anybody talk to me like this before. Absolutely, like, yeah. Or before, sorry, and, you know, ever again. Like, how can I? You know, like, if I can do it with this relationship, arguably the closest relationship that you would ever have with somebody, then I can do it with anybody, anybody else. else. Yeah, yeah, you can okay. stand your ground with anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, and that's a really big lesson definitely to learn yeah it's huge in a way like yeah she did give you that confidence and that fight of being like no I can tell someone so now yeah 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 by 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 
choosing not to engage with me. Yeah. And that it was just it's like a this big is life so, lesson. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean maybe it would have been nice to learn it in a less intense <laughs> situation. Me, yeah. But it was just like okay, like and and the thing is too is like I'm not a very confident person naturally. I know I play it off with the big hoop energy and red lipstick, whatever. But like, I just, I, I have such a hard time speaking up for myself and like, I really can't ignore the fact that I didn't have confidence to, and I hadn't ever mm-hmm. before in my life to stand up to her or anybody like her, a close relationship until like, honestly, like I met my husband like oh. and, he, and he was just like no like you don't have to stand for this and it's like no no I do this is what I do it's okay it's my mom it's my yeah. best friend whatever blah 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 and it's like no <laughs> no it's, yeah. it's, it's not you know that's just an arbitrary title construct or whatever like it's another person on the other side of it at the end of the day not treating yeah. you well do you want to live your life like that? Because I'm pretty you? sure I've I've met I've met him once. Yeah. I think at the Christmas yeah. party. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure. And then from the things you tell me, he'd be like, "I don't expect you to take my." So yeah. 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 He's like very calm and fair, but gives people around him a lot of confidence. And it was like I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And well, maybe like a little bit, but like you know what I mean. Like in that sort of a situation, I would have been like. The doormat, shore mom, no problem. Okay, um, we'll talk like, about it whenever. Later, you yeah. know, no big deal. It's Everything is fine. And, like, without somebody else in my life saying, like, hey, are you going to let yourself be treated like this? <laughs> I would have probably taken it, you know? In professional settings, we are taught to let situations, let it play out. Don't push back. It'll happen when it'll happen. Know your place. Right. What? Oh, just, I know. Oh, know your yeah. place is a big <laughs> thing for me. Yeah. Or, like, your time will come. Your aha moment with your mom of being like, no, you don't have to treat me like this. Yeah. Is that, in a way, is that what pushing back looks like to you? Like, challenging it? Yeah. And pushing back female versus mm-hmm. male. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when you're pushing back and this mentality of we are, it's that archaic mentality of we've got too many opinions or, you know, we... A man is thing. assertive. Yes. But a woman is bossy. Absolutely. For the same damn thing. Yeah. That's a thing. That is the thing. That's it a is thing. a thing. And if you're standing up for yourself, it's that, okay, calm down. You wait your turn. Wait your turn. How many times have I heard, like, it'll come, but let's do this first, right? Yeah. It's, okay, well, then I'm going to take matters into my own hands. Yeah. Because if you are not looking out for me, I'm going yes. to look out for myself. Yeah. Because I can't feed myself or my family on your promises and hopes. No. no. Air tastes so delicious. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Air is delicious. That's so great. I love being cold. <laughs> It's yeah, so, yeah, it's it's wonderful. Yeah, and it's like that's very much a thing. How men and women are treated differently in professional settings, uh-huh. and even just like in the rest of your life, like it's okay for a dude to do something, 
But the second a chick does it, like a dude can date around and he's that guy. Yeah. He's the man. He's got lots yes. of chicks. That's great. Good but the you. second a chick does it, she's like dirty. Like, yeah. She's you know? like, she's got a scarlet letter on she her She gets chest. called all the horrible things and it's like, she's literally doing the same thing. What's with the double standard? And yeah. Like, and some disgusting. women even feel the double standard. 100%. I think we all do. We all do because how many, when I've dated, yeah, sure, yeah. you date a couple guys at a time just to yeah. see which one you like and you feel you feel like I would feel like I'm doing something bad yeah. because this is not supposed to be me yeah. I'm supposed to be the good girl and date one, one guy make at sandwiches. a time make sandwiches for him yeah. <laughs> wait for him on a Saturday night excuse yeah. me no yeah. thank you I'm yeah. not good. and it's just oh it's just oh, that's probably <laughs> we got a lot other. to say about this topic. yeah <laughs> Thanks, Beyonce, for all the empowerment. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's a thing. And I'm, like, just to bring it back to that professional setting, like, pushing back in, in, a, in, in a not a personal relationship, it's harder for women because we have to be 100% perfect 100% of the time. Our hair no mistakes. Got to look a certain way. Yeah. Otherwise, we, you know, do you seem really tired? And it's like, no, like, I'm fine. You I look just like you're going to cry. Well, my wear, eyes are tired. Yeah, I did more makeup today. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's, there's all these things that happen, and not just to you, not just to me, not just to you listening, but everywhere in our society, oh, it's a thing. And it's just... I think now that women, we've uh, banded together, we've had enough, we're yeah. done, <laughs> we're done. And it's like, you know, we want to push back, but we don't want to cost ourselves promotions or anything like that at work or be labeled a certain way. So it's, it's, it's a hard thing to do, but yeah. I think by doing it, having the courage to do it, even in the smallest way, like it's not... Marching into your boss's office and being like, hey, I'm, you know, where is my raise or whatever. It's, you know, saying, I'm going to leave at five. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. See you later. And it's okay. Like, I, I can go now. Yeah. I've done my day. Or it's, you know, re rebuffing a weird advance from somebody. Or it's whatever. And, and, and we need to start talking about all these little things we're doing. Telling each other. Because by doing that, then maybe it's like somebody else who's like, struggling with it just like oh okay well I can do that that's okay you yeah. know all right you know we're all doing it it's not just me out there alone being the squeaky wheel and yeah. you know I'm gonna get ostracized for it it's like no like no, if we all do the women band together we can bring the patriarchy down and that's, that's a thing that, that is, is a thing. thing so like you know it's just it's being kind it's being respectful it's looking for a solution yeah. and it's just saying hey you know what I did this today this mm -hmm. is my small victory and maybe it didn't Beget a change, maybe nothing changed, but I did it, and I know Absolutely. that I can do it, and I'm gonna goddamn well do it again, and I'm gonna continue to do it, and maybe I'm gonna try this next time. And it's just building that up and, and lifting each other up mm -hmm. to do that. It's okay to do that. Please and do it. Never be afraid of you feeling like you're the only one doing it. Yeah. Because it's that same old adage everyone is looking at me in the gym. Yeah. Everyone is just as worried as looking foolish as you are, but yeah. we have to do it together. Yeah. Whether it's you're brand new here or you've been here for 10 years. Yeah. And you're wearing Gymshark stuff. You yeah. look great. Like it just, it, it, it truly is. We get so worried about not doing something that we don't do it and mm -hmm. we cut ourselves off. Sure. 
and yeah. she, or, excuse me, and like we don't reach our highest potential. And we suffer in a situation unnecessarily. And then we have terrible mental health. And then everything's Absolutely. messed up. And it's yeah. like, it, it sucks. It this is suck. how you change it. This year, would you say that you've been able to take back your voice and your power a little bit? And um, standing up for yourself no matter the outcome? Yeah. Yeah. I and what, how has that made you feel? Good. Like, I can breathe. <laughs> Honestly, like, I can breathe. Because yeah. I didn't feel like I could breathe. For the longest time and you get in your mind you get in your head and you all these things these demons these ghosts all this negative stuff compounds and it gets stronger and darker and then before you know it you're in a dark place like I was at a point where I was suicidal but not to the point where I was going to do something and I had a plan but that I wanted to die like, I would be driving, and I'd be like, I just, if the car went over the bridge, that's cool, whatever. Yeah. Like, I was so unhappy. Yeah. And by saying, okay, I got to do something about this, and, like, my, like my grandfather down this summer was like, okay, like, that is real, and I'm feeling crushed by all this stuff. I don't want to be crushed anymore. Like, I have so much life in front of me. We all do, and it's just a matter of saying, okay, what do I need to do to take this rock off of my back? Mm. This little pebble, I'll start with that. Okay, and then another one, and another one. And it just, once you start doing it, once you start standing up for yourself and putting in those boundaries and taking your power back, knowing your worth and not being able, like not being afraid to say, this is what I need yeah. and my needs aren't being met. Like it just, it spreads like fire it's yeah. so good and you just do more and more and more of it until like you can breathe <laughs> it's yeah. really good and setting up boundaries healthy boundaries yeah for yourself whether it is telling your mom like we can't do this yeah that is a healthy boundary because yeah. for you it is allow you to realize what you need for your life and to make help to make your relationship stronger first with yourself yeah. And then with your husband. Yeah. And see what you want for your future. Yeah. How do you come about setting boundaries to anyone looking for that? Uh, this is still a work in progress for me. So As I always <laughs> is for everyone. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, it's, um, it's first, I think it starts with awareness. This isn't working for me anymore. Yeah. Right? This thing, whatever this thing is. Whatever it is, yeah. Good, bad, a relationship, like mm -hmm. stress, whatever. And just recognizing it. Okay, this isn't working for me anymore. And then, what do you need to do to change the situation so that it does work for you? Whether that's, um, I don't know, just like cutting off a toxic parent. Or, or a friend. Or a friend. That's a big one. Or, you know, I, I don't drink really anymore because I realized that I was using alcohol as a way to try to escape or feel better about myself or like just even forget. So I'm not going to drink anymore. I'm not going to drink socially around other people. Maybe I'll have one or two here or there, but like, you know, that's a boundary. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this because it helps me out. And it's kind of scary and kind of weird and like uncomfortable the first time you do it. Mm -hmm. But once you do it and it's respected, it is the best feeling ever. You're like, oh my God, I can breathe. This yeah. is so great. Yeah. And there's this Brené Brown quote that I'm forgetting right now. I love Brené Brown. I don't know if you've read any no, of her I stuff. Haven't. 
I would recommend her okay. wholeheartedly to anybody who's looking at um, trying to improve their mental health or examining the way that they are, make sense of their world or whatever. She's a, uh, uh, what is she? She's a social psychologist and a researcher based out of Texas, and she does a lot of work around shame and guilt. Mm. And she's really interesting and funny, and she's on, on our favorite streaming platform, you know the one. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a special and like tons of books, but she's got a quote that is like, without boundaries, there can be no self-respect, right? And I wish yeah. I could remember it verbatim, but I have it like written in a journal That's somewhere like on an entire page like, <laughs> over and over again. But it's like, without setting that boundary whatever it might be for yourself you can't respect yourself mm-hmm. you're selling yourself short whatever it is and there's a kind and a fair way to set boundaries too that isn't dismissive of yeah, like i don't know somebody else or whatever there's a way to be fair when you do this mm-hmm. and and kind still and i think that's that's everything we stick to that because then you know that you weren't an asshole about it you yeah. want someone who's you know, and nobody can say, oh, you were being a jerk of us. No, like, I literally was being kind and fair. So, like, I don't know what you want from me. Absolutely. You know, so it just being aware of what you need, recognizing how that's not fitting the current situation, and then taking steps in a kind way or as kind of a way as befits the situation to try to change it. Yeah. Depending on the situation. Absolutely. Finding our inner voice gives us strength of independence, confidence, loyalty to ourselves first, and ease of happiness. On the days where it is impossible, because no matter how much growth you do and self-love that you have, sometimes it is impossible. What is that inner, confident, strong, fierce female saying to you, and how has she improved your life? (laughs) She's saying, girl, I don't know what you've done to get What are you doing? <laughs> um, I don't know, because I struggle with that a lot. Like yeah. like I said, maybe, it, you know, the, the image that gets projected out doesn't always match mm-hmm. what's inside. And when I struggle, and I struggle sometimes still a lot with a lot of different things, I'm fortunate to have a few people in my life that I know that I can trust and say, hey, here's my pain. I'm going to lay it there, and I need help. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but I'm melting down, I'm freaking out, and I don't know what's going on. Um, That's a big one for me. Honestly, therapy. My therapist, I adore that woman. Mm -hmm. She is so amazing. I, I love her to bits, and she has helped me a lot to... To see, to like get out of my own head yeah. a bit, and yeah. and really okay, like see what do I need, without having that bias like a partner or a friend might, because that's the yes, other thing. Is they're like, well, do they are they really, yeah. or are they just blowing smoke, right. because they love me. And that's they have what a I bias. tell like people close to me all the time. It's like, yeah. I can tell you what I can tell you, but what I'm telling you is out of love, and I know you because I've known you for so long. Yeah. What someone else can tell you is a lot clearer picture, yeah. because they have no idea who you are yeah. Yeah. as a person. Yeah, yeah. and then, you know, they, they don't have the bias of, like, well, maybe, you know, we want to get you to do this, or I remember you from that point, so you must be like this still. Like, no, they're totally, like, they have their own set of experiences and everything and they're just there to kind of help you figure it out and they can be objective and it's amazing 
So like my therapist is huge, but honestly, like I, I use Pinterest a lot and I've got a bunch, like I've got a board where I've got like lots of pictures of places that I love or like projects that I, like I love to crochet and like craft and stuff. And you know, where I look at things that I'd like to do. So I'm going to, you know, I I can do that or whatever, just like all these little things to try to like, okay, who am I? I need to remind myself who I am. What do I want? What matters to me? What do I care about? Like, what makes me feel good? What have I done in the past that made me feel good? And like, what do I need to do to help that person, like that kid out me, Mm -hmm. that kid inside that's like, there's still, you know, uh, imagine a younger version of yourself lives hard to like, what does she need? Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do to help this kid out? Like, you know, we're going to go to the beach for a week and I'm not going to pick up my phone. And that's such a privileged thing to do, it but it, it worked. I got a free trip this year. So like it worked yes. out, but, um, just as simple as like cuddling with my husband or like playing with my dogs in the yard yeah. or like taking a yoga class, like on YouTube or whatever, like whatever using is, a, yeah you know, free yoga or listening to a podcast or like drawing, or listening to music, journaling, absolutely like journaling. anything that yeah. you can do. Even on the days when it's like, I hate the way I look or I'm struggling so much with myself. I have no confidence. I'll put on the brightest red Fenty lipstick <laughs> that I have yeah. and like, just feel good. Just feel yeah. like that girl for a little while, you know, absolutely. like maybe it doesn't match inside how I feel, but I've got some big hoops on. I got some red lipstick, like I dare anybody to mess with me today. And it just, it comes from within, you know, connecting with yourself and what you need Mm -hmm. and doing something, even if it's so small, just to shelter it. Yeah, and give yourself that confidence and that love, you know, like I love you, it's okay. (laughs) Like, let's go. (laughs) Put on your earrings. It's gonna be okay. It's gonna be fine. You gotta you gotta do this anyway, so let's just have fun with it. So my thing is like it's you, you're gonna do it. Because who else is gonna do it if not? Yeah. And you just put on your big girl pants and do it. Yeah. Even if you feel like a little girl. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And the thing is, too, is it's like we all go through that. It's not just one person like me sitting here feeling this way. Like, we all do (laughs) more than we realize. We're all going through the same thing. As much as we think we're alone in something, we are not. No. There are people out there, like your best friends and people closest to you that are probably going through the same things. And by talking about it we help to break that down because if you suffer in silence in a silo it's not ever gonna get better no. you're never gonna get better you need to you're always gonna constantly look for that solo by myself yeah thing. this and is my fault absolutely and how do you open yourself up if you're not willing yeah to open yourself up to people yeah to new relationships or environments and healthy ways of life yeah if you're shut down all the time, no one wants to. We've all been that person that no one yeah. wants to be around. Yeah. And it's lonely. It is. It's absolutely lonely. And to have the know-it-all to realize that I don't like this person and she needs to change. She needs yeah. to change because she's not nice and yeah. no one wants to be around her. No. Yeah. No, or like she's really struggling. Like Yeah. And, and this is like yourself, you girl, you are struggling. Like yeah. something, something that helps me is like I'll imagine if it were a really good girlfriend, 
mm-hmm. or like my husband or like somebody that I care about yeah. in that situation that I'm allowing myself to be in. And what as as me as an outside friend, would I say something to that person? I'd be like, Carl, like, what are you doing to yourself? Like, mm-hmm. this isn't working for you. Or, like, baby, this isn't good. Yeah. Like, you, you got, you do not see how yeah. you're being sold short here, how you're being taken advantage of. You can do that for yourself. Mm-hmm. It takes a little mental finessing. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but you can do it. And I think that that is one of the most powerful things. Like, you have to be your own best friend before you can be anything, anybody else. You have to be able... Uh, so, for anyone that doesn't know... I'm in love with Medea, like Tyler Perry's Medea. Who isn't? He did a play where one of the lines, I get, what was it? Be a branch on by myself on the tree, loving myself than being with someone wrong for me. Mm-hmm. Because I am perfectly fine. If I cannot love myself, no one else can love me. If you can't love yourself, how in the... Hell, are you going to love anybody yes. else? Yes. Like, amen up in here. Like, amen. As Mother Rue would say. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's true. If you don't stand up for yourself, if you don't advocate for yourself, whether it's your mental health at work, in a relationship, your physical health at the yeah. doctor, like, if you don't, like, stand up for yourself and do what you can for yourself, mm-hmm. n- nobody else can. No. After all of this self-searching, how would you define mental health? This is hard. This is a hard question to answer because it's still a work in progress. I don't think we ever really truly figure it out because it looks so different and it's ever evolving. But I think true mental health is practicing self-awareness to figure out what you need and then putting that out there into the world, asking for it, pursuing it, chasing it, searching for it living it when you do receive it like live wholeheartedly fall completely into it embrace it like let it wrap you up and carry you away and living the highest version of yourself whatever that might be or whatever that might look like and not being afraid to say here's a boundary or i need help you know Mm -hmm. it's not bottling things up and burying them down and repressing things until you have a brain tumor or whatever. Like, it's it's truly just knowing who you are or trying to figure it out and saying, here here I am, <laughs> take me or leave me, or, like, what do yeah. I need? Yeah. And being committed to living it fully, but also trying to develop continuously. Like, mm-hmm. noticing areas like, okay, this is lacking. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I do to help build it up? What can I do to help make this better? Or I don't like how I behave in this situation. What can I do to live more how I want to live? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just, it's a continual practice. It evolves constantly. And it's really just trying to live your best life. What are some of your methods for good mental care? Therapy. Talking to people I care about. Uh, journaling is a big one. Exercise is huge. Absolutely. Like that's something that is for me non-negotiable mm-hmm. in my life, and and not with the focus of oh, I'm trying to lose weight to look a certain way, but just I feel better when I move my body, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. You know, like take it out on the battle ropes. That's yeah. what my trainer tells me all the time. Absolutely. Yeah. And like I, I, I have a chronic pain condition. 
that I live with that uh, it's fibromyalgia. I don't know if anybody knows about it, but it's this weird like thing that people are starting to finally realize that um, it's just like constant pain, pain throughout your body and yeah. like swelling and stuff like that. And dragon like is a big thing. And and when I got diagnosed with that, that sucked. I was like, I don't know how to do this. Like I hurt all the time. Yeah. But the one thing that I found that helped me was exercise. No joke. I don't take anything okay. for it. I just manage it with exercise and diet. And I know that it not just helps me feel better in my body, but it helps me feel better in my mind. Mm. So for me, that that is self-care to a T, whether yeah. it's a walk or running half marathon or starting to train for a triathlon or lifting weights or taking a dance class yeah. or going swimming or like playing with a niece or whatever it yeah. is, like just somehow moving your body, yeah. moving my body. Um, it's quiet time. So like taking a little bit of time to reflect yeah. or sit in the car and blast like some Tupac or something, whatever Absolutely. you need, like, um, taking that moment just to like yeah. catch your breath and, yeah. and creating things. That's another form of self care. Yeah. So crafting, cooking, baking, building something, something yeah. just doing something, making something for somebody else or even for myself. That's yeah. like one of the biggest pieces of self care and like, um, yeah, just talking. Talking about what's troubling you. Yeah. That's really what do you continuously learn about yourself? That I'm resilient. And we're a lot more resilient than we think we are. Human beings, like the capacity for love and for endurance and uh, challenge is immense. It is immense. It's huge. And like yeah maybe it sucks and it's hard but like you can get through just about anything like the most horrible things Absolutely. the most horrible things that could happen yeah to somebody you can get through it mm -hmm. and I mean that maybe that sounds trite like depending on what level of thing it is but like I mean I'm someone who lived through like a, a rape and I've gone through it and I didn't think I would but I did and like you know, if people can do that, people can get through those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Like, we can get through the, like, pissy little things that happen at work yeah. or, like, drama with friends. Something really messed up happening to somebody in your life and trying to sort out how you feel about Absolutely. it or whatever. You yeah. get through just about anything. Anything. And can. just know that God does not give you any more than you can handle. Yeah. Because you're, like you said, you're put on this world... And you are strong. You're put on this road coming out with nothing. Yeah. And you can take on so many things. Yeah. It's a person. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing what we can do. It is. Sure. It is. And, like, it's not about, you know, things come your way and, and you have to, you know, it's as meant for me. But just things are going to happen in your life. You can get through it. Yeah. You can get through it, whether it's by faith or by... Um, like, I don't know, employing some of these strategies mm -hmm. or just one foot in front of the other, like yeah. you, whatever it is that, but like you can get through it. We are so much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. Absolutely. And I mean, whatever comes your way, like, oh my God, you can do it. It's fine. Like if we can survive this year, like if Brittany can survive 2007, <laughs> we can do this. <laughs> going to be okay like, it is gonna be absolutely really okay be. yeah someone is there always to cover you yeah 
Always. Yeah, whether you know who it is or not, there's like... It, it, the, the world is funny. It is. The world's a weird kind of a <laughs> funny place, and, you know, it's so... You can feel so alone in it, but you're not. You're really not. And it's funny because, like, as society evolves and people are getting more and more into technology and, you know, the old, oh, you know, we don't talk to each other anymore. We're on social media all the time. Like, that is a thing. But the more that we isolate and protect ourselves and, like, you see that in politics, Mm -hmm. you see that in foreign policy, you see that, like, everywhere. The more of that that we do, the more alone we're going to be. Absolutely. But we're all suffering loneliness Mm -hmm. together. Yeah. Or whatever, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just, and by talking about it, that you break that down. Yeah. And that's honestly, like, that's why I started sharing a lot of the mental health stuff on, like, my Instagram stories, because I was like, this, I can't be the only one feeling this way. Absolutely like, not. maybe somebody will see this, and, you know, not that I have, like, tons of followers or whatever, just maybe, like, a friend of mine, like, sees it, and is like, huh. Yeah. Me too. Okay. Because me too is a powerful thing. Like, you you're not alone and by like having that connection that's the way forward to healing absolutely path through whatever is yeah. whatever you're going through yeah you know secrets only eat you up when there's secrets absolutely like, when they're not you're free of it and you can find a way forward yeah you know it's just it's scary to do but just like you're not alone you're Start not alone and everyone is terrified <laughs> you can pay someone to listen to you talk about it like it just <laughs> And, and that's the thing, like, that's, that's how we heal. You know, I find a lot of comfort in human connection, talking to friends, doing something like this, reading a book about this, like, whatever that looks like to you, only you know. Mm-hmm. So figure it out. Find it. Explore it. Have fun with it. See what resonates. Like, if nothing does, keep going. I'm sure there's got to be something out there. <laughs> I tend to fall into music. That is my yep. therapy. It can be anything from Beethoven, Mozart, mm-hmm. to Justin Timberlake as I'm staring at my Justin Timberlake pillow. <laughs> yes. What are your top six songs, Audrey? So I was more nervous and anxious about figuring out what my top six <laughs> songs, or eight or whatever, five songs were than I was about like laying bare my soul. So <laughs> Here is my top five. Um, first, we have Changes by Tupac. Yes. Because, I mean, educate yourself. Tupac was a street poet and, mm-hmm. like, amazing mm-hmm. before. And he just fell into the wrong crowd. That's it. That's it. That's it. Suge Knight was just the wrong crowd. That's what happened. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Totally. Anyways, yeah. Changes by Tupac. I love Absolutely. that song. And, yeah, it came out in the early 90s, but that message is just as relevant today as it was then. So do yourself a favor and educate yourself. We need more culture in Edmonton. Listen to that song. Yes, we do. Yes. (laughs) Um, Next, I love Purple Rain by Prince. Ah, yes. Probably one of my, like... I know. Were you at the Beyonce concert when she was here? And she was at Cold Enough? it was cold outside? It was raining. Yeah, my niece... Loves me so much, and she was born the week before the concert. So then the day of the concert, I got tickets right away. From oh my gosh! At that show, she played Purple because Prince had died the week before, yeah. two weeks before, or whatever. I can't remember now. And it was just like I was standing there, like like just like I love this song. This is one of the most beautiful songs ever. And if you don't like it, we need to talk. Uh-huh. So Purple Rain by Prince. Mm-hmm. Um, I love. 
Foreign Angel by Paul Van Dyke. It's an old, like, trance song. I really love electronic music. And this is just one of the most beautiful, like, songs ever. It's amazing. Um, also really like uh, Back to Black. Oh, yeah. By Amy Winehouse. May she her rest soul rest in peace. peace. I adore Amy Winehouse. And that song is beautiful and haunting and fantastic. Another one is Hurt by Johnny Cash. Mm. Interesting. This yeah. is a wild card, isn't it? It but is a wild card. It's, it's such a raw song, and there's so much like pain and emotion in it. And it's just, it's fantastic. I love it. Yeah. It's great. You gotta check it out. If you don't, if you're not familiar with it, I highly recommend it. And then my last one, this one's kind of weird too. It's called Volare by Gypsy Kings. <laughs> and it's like this, like, not Mexican, but it's kind of like the Spanish Nova. guitar and like a folk song, but it's just the most beautiful, happy song ever. It's all in Spanish. It has so many good memories for me of like backpacking in Central America. Yeah. And it's just like joy. It's just such a joyous song. So I, I love it. You should check it out too. You can find Audrey's top six songs on Spotify. I will also put them in the description. What is a message you want to say to people that are afraid of losing their voices or, and just want to hone in on their mental health? You're not alone. You're not alone. That's one of the biggest things. You're not. And there are so many other people out there, not just in your community or your circle of people that you know, but out there in the world at large. We're all in the same boat. We're all gone through the same stuff, more or less. And it's going to be okay. And I love you. And it's going to be okay. I promise you. It's going to be okay. We need you here. And you can handle a lot more than you think you can. And... It's okay. Yeah. It's going to be okay. Thank you, Audrey. No, my pleasure. Thank I want to thank you for being on today's episode. Thank you for having me. Yeah. I can ramble great. for hours oh, about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to let my listeners know that in the spirit of February, and I know that, you know, this month is full of love, especially for the cliche calendar, Valentine's Day, but from the bottom of my heart, every day, you guys are so loved know that you are loved. Someone loves you. I love you. I love you too. (laughs) It is beautiful. It is universal. And like Audrey said, you are not alone. You are full of love. You are made from love. And I just want you guys to keep that with you. And I want to thank you all for listening for today's episode. Bye guys. Thank you for listening to What's Your Hustle podcast. Created, produced, and hosted by yours truly, Halima Hussein. Be sure to give us a follow on Instagram at What's Your Hustle Podcast. Listen, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify as well as anywhere else you stream podcasts. And until next time, whatever your hustle is, you got this.